Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester. And uh, aren't you just kick you in the crotch, spit on your neck, fantastic. I am. And I am Avsinensky, and I'm incredibly anal and an unbelievable control freak. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. You are. Welcome back to Pretty Good Friends, a friends podcast between pretty good friends. We are here today to discuss season two, episode one, the season two premiere, the one with Ross's new girlfriend, which originally aired on September 21st, 1995. So we're back. A summer of no friends, and here in late September, the uh, the penultimate day of the summer, I guess technically, right? For um, your childhood, every summer was the summer of no friends. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, what else do we have to discuss before we dive into the episode? Um, no, not that much. It's exciting to you know starting fresh with a new season. Um, I thought season one was probably overall better than I expected. I mean, I think once we started, I felt like, oh, okay, I, I still like Friends. Um, but there, I definitely had some nervousness jumping into this that like it was going to be very dated and going to be like, I can't believe I like used to like this. I don't know. There was, I definitely had that fear. Um, but I thought season one was like very enjoyable. And I think that season one is not the best season. So I'm excited to jump into season two, which I, I know is usually pretty highly ranked as seasons go. I think season two and season three is, is, are like often kind of like viewed as like the, the bread and butter seasons of Friends, one like they, where they really hit their groove. Um, but maybe that's, uh, I don't know what the, what the internet rankings say about that, but that's kind of just been my uh, off the top of my head recollection. But I guess we'll find out as we continue down this path starting out season two in episode one the one with ross's new girlfriend which was written by jeff astroff and mike sikowitz and directed by michael lumbeck but before we start season two we go to pearl jam so uh, i'm gonna say that that uh tonight we're gonna we're the show's gonna be about friends i actually don't know what i'm talking about exactly And unlike, I think, every episode, I think the 23 last episodes in a row, or is it the 24? I don't know. Did the pilot have a cold open? Because this episode of Friends has no cold open. Well, it's we just a continuation up... of the end of the previous episode. Right, but we start with theme song. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. no cold there's no cold open. We just have the theme song and then we and then we continue like basically the you know 30s. We, we rewind 30 seconds or so. To where we are we have like rachel waiting and then we see ross and julie start to walk down the corridor and, and exit and when he comes out and rachel sees immediately what's what has happened she like goes into complete panic mode she's like jumping over people she's climbing over chairs she's falling on her head 
And out of the corner of his eye, Rachel Ross spots a familiar face. And she's like, he's like, Rachel, what are you doing here? Um, and she, you know, she tries to like brush it off. Um, but he notices pretty quickly that she's like gushing blood from her head. She tries to brush that off too, but like that's hard to brush off. Yeah. Um, and we find out that this person's name is what's her name, Alex? Julie. <laughs> that now, her name. given that the very title of the episode acknowledges her as Ross's girlfriend, I think we have to start out by asking how she compares to Alan. So I think Alan. <laughs> will become the yardstick against which all future boyfriends will be measured. Interesting. Yeah, okay. And, and I think part of the problem, and, and granted, I'm asking, you know, one minute into her first episode, but I think it'll be a problem really uh, throughout this episode and throughout her her run on the show, which is one of the things I sort of complained about last week, is we don't really know anything about Julie, like, right? Like, she's basically just a foil for Rachel, um, and, uh, and like, she doesn't really have any other characteristics that matter. We know that Ross knew her you know, back since he was in school. And so they have some sort of pre-existing relationship, which I guess is the only way to explain how they could jump into such a serious relationship after just a week in China. Yeah, I I wrote down that I thought that was smart, at least to just like put in that nugget because otherwise, otherwise, because otherwise it it shouldn't be at all remotely like hard for Rachel to think like, okay, well, like whatever, I'm still going for it. Like, great. Sure, but even with that, it's still one of the things that annoys me throughout this episode is the fact that like Ross sits on the couch on top of Rachel and like has no reaction. Like, okay, even if he now likes Julie, does that mean he stopped like this deep, deep love affair that he had with Rachel? Like, that's not how life works, you know? Um, I mean, I think it sometimes can. I think sometimes when people move on, they move on because like I think often when but, you're but, like, but he didn't, he didn't move on because he stopped loving Rachel. He just, you know, he found another option, you know. Right. But like now that's like that's what he's into. And like, I, I don't know. I I, yeah. I think that I think that happens. Like, I think the, mm. the, the brain has a way of sometimes like you're because a lot of times when people are in love with someone like that, like the unrequited situation, it's like you're yeah. much more like into like the idea of the person um, and like just like wanting to be with someone. And then like as soon as with your some with someone else who like actually wants to be with you and is and is returning that it's just like oh like this is like a million times better than like this like hypothetical thing that like i invented in my head and like you just move on from it um i don't i, I don't think that's crazy at all actually i don't know though i mean the ross rachel thing it literally goes back to their childhood I mean, you know it's it, it's not a thing he can get over with a week in china i think but yeah i mean i guess i'm not and saying by the quite way, over spoiler alert you know how i know i'm right because when he's getting married to someone else, he will say Rachel's name. Under like well, he, he, in yeah. this particular instance, yes, I, yes. I agree that, that ultimately there is no getting over prevails. Rachel ever. For us. Sure, but yeah. you were you were making a general comment about human beings that I was pushing back on. Huh? Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, but Rachel, like her actions, and I I get that she's flummoxed, but she's acting like she's drunk. Like the the behavior here is just insane. Yeah, I mean, first of all, like, the fact that she, like, doesn't, like, she should easily be able to ditch the flowers. Just, like, leave the flowers on the yeah. floor or something. Like, it's yeah. just, like, you, you, there's no reason, like, by the time they get to you that there you're There was no reason to have in the first place, as we discussed. No woman has ever brought a man flowers. <laughs> True. I shouldn't say uh, ever, but, you know, yeah. it's it's not the norm. Yeah. Um, she, she hands those flowers over to Julie and says, welcome to America. Yeah. Um, to which she says, thank you. I'm yeah. from New York. Yeah, and friends says to differentiate from Seinfeld, where every Asian character has seven Asian accent. Here you could uh, have an American accent. Yeah, I actually we just watched um, with my kids. We watched the one where um, they go over. Elaine takes Frank to the salon 
to, to translate the Koreans, the Koreans yeah. and the Korean um, nail, nail salon people. And they, um, they're like the subtitles of them talking in Korean is like broken English, <laughs> which is so funny. Cause it's like, obviously they're not talking in broken, broken English Korean, in yes. Korean. Like yeah. they know Korean, like they're, yeah. like they're not idiots. They yeah. just don't know English. Did, did you ever see, um, I, I know, I remember sending it to Amir and then Amir posting it on Facebook. Um, it was like a, it was like a re, it was like a new Seinfeld. This is like before there was a million Twitter accounts doing this. It was like a modern Seinfeld episode and it was being performed on stage by this group of comedians. No, that's fine. So, that's fun. Yeah, so um, ask Amir because I, I vividly remember him uh, posting it on Facebook after. I get Amir, it. send it into the postman next. Week. Yeah, um, but one of the gags of the episode was that there was an Asian guy in like their in this cast of comedians, and he came on stage, and he's obviously like an, an Asian American who speaks English perfectly, you know, like any American born person. But he comes on and speaks like this broken because it was like it, it's like considered like such a trope of Seinfeld. That their treatment of Asian characters in particular is a little bit, uh, you know, relying on the accent. So, um, yeah, so a very, a little bit, uh, you know, a funny joke here with friends where Rachel making the assumption and it's immediately blown up in her face. My, my question is they immediately go from the terminal to Rachel and Monica's place. And I understand, like, narratively why they need to go there. But in actuality, this makes no sense. They've just had a 20 plus hour trip. You would go directly home. Right, you want either to... home or well, what he ends up doing is he well, exactly. Well, Ross, his son. Said, Ross, exactly. Ross says he needs to see someone before he goes home. Well, then that should be his son, not his friends and his sister. Even though he kind of wants to fuck his sister, um, <laughs> and then and then why is Julie going with Ross to see the baby and then go to sleep? She lives in New York, as she just told Rachel. Right. She should be going back to her place for right. the reasons just stated. She and doesn't. She... she doesn't need to go see her one week boyfriend's son. Yeah. When she gets off a plane from China. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go, you know, go take a nap, go take a shower, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But that having been said, it, it is a it is a funny scene, even if Rachel's behavior is is, is very strange. Um, it's all very strange. Yeah. Um so we continue on in the apartment after um Ross and Julie leave, and we Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping. <laughs> we, we, because we, because we, we were talking about it further. Um. So yes, we're, we're, we're now in the apartment where Monica's filling in. We're like, it was still, you know, in real time that she's filling in the rest of the gang on yeah. what's going on. That like Rachel Julie! just left. Julie, <laughs> she's on the way to the like she's on the way to the airport. She's going for it with Ross, and um, Monica's very impressed by the new haircuts that Joey and Chandler have received. They do which, look pretty good. Yeah, which they got from Phoebe. They look, they look, they look very young. Yeah. Um, jump, not to jump too far ahead, but I, I did um, catch a glimpse of this in The Postman. Amir wrote in with regarding the timing of this. He's like, he's like, literally everybody in Rachel's apartment is wearing the same clothes that they were wearing at the end of season one. The only thing that's different is that somehow in the hour or whatever, when between when when Rachel leaves and comes back, Phoebe gives haircuts to Joey and Chandler. Like, what the yeah. hell? I mean, it is possible. They just, you know, went in the bathroom and did it there. Anything is possible, but it's like, sure. as he yes. points out, they clearly just like decided they wanted to like shoehorn in some like device here to talk about. And Also, the actors might have just styles over the summer that's possible um, yeah that could be um you know i i will say i remember especially in my 20s i found out there was like a uh, a barber training school that would give haircuts because they were like learning how to become barbers for five dollars and i would I, like that's why i always got my haircut when i was in new york city in the summer and like uh you know when i was in law school and whatnot 
So for for sure, I understand from the guy's perspective, but not to invoke the gender stereotypes too much here again, but like Monica's desperation to have Phoebe cut her hair seems very strange. Most women I know don't want inexperienced, like new barbers to be cutting their hair as a way to save money. Like they, uh, they will happily spend way too much to uh, get their hair cut, cut by the person that they know and trust. Yeah. So, so it just sure. the, Monica's whole motivation in this episode really doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um. So Rachel comes rushing in, but she's you know of course because it's a TV show she can't explain. She just kind of says like airport Julie hmm. girlfriend <laughs> like girl like she, like no one like, no one understands what she's talking about. Yeah. And then they come walking in, and everybody meets Julie. And they, she and Ross start telling this, you know, they're talking about the trip and they explain that they went to grad school together. Um, and they're talking about how, you know, they were on this like long bus trip and Rachel blurts out and the chicken pooped in her lap to, you know, blow the punchline of the story. Um, and she's just like, listen, I haven't been able to think of anything else since I heard it in the cab. And Ross explains that when, he landed in China and joined this program that he was on. Guess who was in charge? Really? <laughs> um, and as you said, it was a uh, kick you in the crotch, spit in your neck, fantastic um, coincidence. Which Mo- Monica claims is a common expression. Have you have you used that expression before today? I don't think so. Yeah, we'll have a we have a postman writer in. He actually wrote this in the group that he uses this all the time in common conversation. Uh, Kyle King yeah. said that. Yes, but I, I think inspired by Rachel here, not uh, not independently. Yes, right. Yes. Probably, yeah. He's not a common yeah. expression. Listen, I was saying yada 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 in soup Nazi well before Seinfeld. <laughs> it's not a common expression, <laughs> and it is a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. Um, Doesn't happen to every okay. podcaster. Yeah, everyone's very sad for Rachel after uh, Ross and Julie leave. Um, Okay, so we're at Central Perk and Ross and Chandler come in and Rachel apparently has this policy that she's been having that she will not serve Chandler until he speaks to Ross and finds out what's going on. Yeah, which is sort of strange, but okay. Yeah, and uh, Ross's explanation is basically that, like, he actually attributes it to Chandler, that Chandler in the finale was giving him this whole speech about, like, he's got to, like, forget about Rachel and move on. And he he met Julie and realized he's actually ready to move on because he realized Rachel is never going to happen. And um, Ross, uh, you know, Ross walks away and Chandler, you know, kind of, like, passes along the information to Rachel about the fact that, you know, him and Julia seem to really be having a great time and they like each other. Uh, but the silver lining is that he made a decision all all by himself. No no one else helped. Uh, yeah. she doesn't she doesn't see why that's uh helpful. So yeah, so back to the apartment where Ross is watching sumo wrestling. Yeah. And now what channel is sumo wrestling on on an average night in nineteen ninety five? Um it's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it would be on like some sort of like random, you know, sports channel or something like like the local Fox Sports affiliate. At well, I don't. Was, was there even a? I don't think there was anything other than ESPN in 1995. Was there? And maybe it would be on um, a morning. But this is well, like right. So like in in New York, we we had MSG. Yeah, which would have stuff like this on um, late at night. MSG was already a thing in '95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had MSG oh. and we had Sports Channel. Sports Channel is what, like, the Mets and I think oh, the wow. Islanders were on, and the Rangers and Knicks were on MSG. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you should know about Sports Channel from uh, from Seinfeld, doesn't uh, don't they? Isn't that how they sell Jerry on it that the Mets play like fifty games on Sports Channel or something? Or maybe they just on, say on, on cable. cable. They yeah. might just say on cable. But yeah, so, so. It's, but yeah. it was sports. The name of the channel was Sports Channel. Yeah, <laughs> very, 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 very clever. Yeah, <laughs> we need a name. Hmm. <laughs> they had a whole focus group. <laughs> I'm doing the best at this. Sports yeah. Channel. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So. <laughs> Phoebe thinks that Monica is wondering whether or not sex has changed since she has last had it. Yeah, they really are. They're really um, ragging on Monica in this episode. I know they do a lot, but it's like yeah. Monica should be perfectly capable of having sex pretty much whatever she wants. Yeah. In fact, she will say how many guys it's been that she, uh, you know, accidentally slept with. Right. She'll say yeah, later she, in this what, episode. How much? What did she say? When 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 Rachel's talking about Paolo and, and uh-huh. Monica says, "Oh, if if I think of the number of guys that I've slept with who I shouldn't have," and then she pauses because she's uh, piqued the interest of Joey and and, uh, and Chandler, and then she doesn't finish the sentence. But the implication is that it's a very high number. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, also, what what is Phoebe doing with those cards at the table? It seems to be solitaire, but it's not. She has five piles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I, yeah, I, I didn't focus on that at all. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> she, she's playing some kind of weird uh, solo card game at the table. Yeah. So apparently Julia has called Rachel and Monica's apartment for some reason looking for Ross. And Ross runs to to talk on it. And they um, they have a very – what's the word? Very, very schmoopy-ish uh, goodbye. But, you know, I guess yeah. pretty, pretty typical for, like, you know, uh, a brand, brand, you know, brand yes. new couple who are you – yeah. know, Sure. Super into each other. Think they just discovered that this is you know a thing that human beings can experience. Yeah. Uh, uh, I remember once saying to our mutual friend Elyasov, like conspiratorially, um, when uh, when during our year in Israel when we were uh, both uh, nineteen, I said, "Do you know what I like to do with my girlfriend? I like to smell her hair." And he looked at me like <laughs> I was an idiot. He's like, "Because like, I was saying it as if it was like a thing, like it was so unique of me, like how <laughs> chaste I am." And he was like, "You idiot." <laughs> That's why they pay all the money for the hair products. That's what that is why they pay. Yeah, yeah. They also got that pheromone thing. Mm, yes, it's very, yes. It's very manipulative. Yes. Um. So they're doing this tall. No, you hang up. You hang up. No, you. No, you. No, you yeah. hang up. Yeah. And Rachel. Rachel grabs the phone and hangs up because she says, "I thought you were asking me to hang up, but that's yeah. what you wanted." Yeah. Um. And Ross but, like sitting on top of her on the couch, totally, totally oblivious, which annoys me, but not you. Yeah. Um, and then we we kind of get this like throwaway line here just to set up what's coming later. Um, Chandler says he needs a recommendation for a tailor. Yeah. And Joey recommends his tailor, Frankie. He explains that he's been doing all my pants and all my suits since I was 15 years old. So Yeah. So I, I don't understand the math because he says 1990 was five years ago. Well, Joey couldn't have been 16 or 15 five years ago, right? Like Joey's not 20 or 21. So the math doesn't make any sense in this episode. Yeah. 
Yeah. I do think that sort of the role reversal of Ross and Rachel is fantastic television, though. Because we just suffered through an entire season of Ross doing what Rachel's now doing and Rachel doing what Ross now doing. And so it, it is pretty good how they how they flip their role so dramatically. Yeah. Yes. Um, and my main takeaway on that is like, you know what? Good. Let Rachel experience for like one episode sure. what Ross yeah. experienced for all of season one. Like yes. she is like, I think like 10 times worse in this episode than Ross was at any point in season one. Yeah. Um, and like nothing even happened to her. Like this is all her doing for yeah. that. You know, she just, uh, you know, I get why well, she, cause she didn't know, but like, that's stupid. Well, <laughs> she claims. Yes. We don't, yeah, we don't it makes that. no sense. Yes. Yeah. We don't yes. buy it. Um, so next morning, Monica is still begging Phoebe to, give her a haircut the pv refuses she's, she's yeah. sticking by her position and it's not just you know the point i made earlier about why is monica so desperate for this haircut but phoebe's demands are so insane like phoebe's like you can't have any say in how the hair is cut like normally when you get a haircut you get to give commentary to the barber like i want it this way, i want it that way more here more there like phoebe like i understand that monica is very anal and that's annoying but phoebe's demand being like you can't say anything throughout the haircut seems a little un- unfair and even more reason for Monica to not want this. Why she shouldn't want this haircut. Right. Yeah, um, yeah she should just do it. Um, so Rachel pops her head out and she's like, all right, everybody look away. This is embarrassing. I don't want you to know I did a stupid thing. And they're like, what did you do? Like, just it's fine. Just tell us. And then out walks Paolo. Who... Now, did you did you remember on your first watch, like in the past week? Did you remember was Uri Paolo in there? Um, no, I did not. Because I I was thinking like which of the boy guys we met. Because I thought it might be Barry for a second. Uh huh. Interesting. Um. Yeah. I, my my mind didn't go to Paolo, even though I knew that he comes back because I remember we we had like declared yeah. him done, and then we realized that he comes back. So I, I, somewhere in my head, yeah. I knew that he returns. For I should have realized yeah. that. Now I think he's done. I think this is it for Paolo. Yeah. Um. But but I guess we'll find out. Maybe not. Sleeping and... with Rachel, pinching Phoebe's <clears throat> ass. He's really uh, going all out everywhere for everyone he can. Yeah. Um, also, it's like they they what they refer to it is that like oh like but like wasn't he hitting on Phoebe? Like no, he sexually assaulted. Sexu- yeah, Phoebe. yeah, it was much like, worse. He, yeah, he was like rubbing her butt. He like yeah, which again yeah. he immediately does here as well. He himself. Consent. Yeah, right. So, yeah, like he wasn't he wasn't hitting on her. Like it wasn't just like that he cheated. Like it was like well, this is very this is very nineties. It was you know it was pretty. I guess intense. right. I guess that's what hitting on was back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rachel's like yeah, you're right. I'm a pathetic loser. Um, everyone tries to uh, make her feel better. We all do stupid things when we're upset. Um, as you said, Monica yeah. had many regrettable sexual encounters. And Ross, this is when Ross and Julie come back in. Ross, while over Rachel, is not over Paolo, clearly. Um, yeah. is like, Why are you here? Um, he's like, I do Raquel, yeah, <laughs> uh-huh, which is a great answer. Um, when, um, when Rachel is like, oh, do you, do you have a problem with Paolo being here? Ross is like, no, no problem. Um, and Chandler heads out to see to see Frankie the Taylor. They're like they very like clumsily set up this whole Taylor thing. It's like they, they, they I feel like they didn't even need to set it up. Like, well, 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 why does Chandler need to go all the way to Queens for a Taylor anyway? <laughs> he needs a good Taylor. Yeah, well, he needs a Taylor to molest you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Taylors in the city don't molest you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they charge extra for that. Yeah. Um, so finally, Monica wears Phoebe down. She agrees to do the haircut. 
And we cut to seeing them, you know, in her, in her room, looking in the mirror, and hmm, this haircut seems a lot shorter than what I was expecting. And we find out that when Monica asked Phoebe to give her a head, uh, a haircut in the stylings of Demi Moore, what Phoebe thought she had said was Dudley Moore, yeah. <laughs> who was a completely different person and, yeah. uh, and a man. Yeah. The, this show just does too much reliance on like a single verbal description without any more detail, right? Like R- Rachel saying at the last episode, oh, it's the guy in the blue jacket. And right. now uh, Monica not clarifying which more it was. Yeah, it's uh, a little hard to believe that these major decisions such as uh, haircuts are decided with uh, so, yeah. so little. Well, sometimes, sometimes you could end up with a dog haircut if yeah, uh, you're not true. clear. Yeah, I mean, you would think that she would want a photograph because even if even if Phoebe is familiar to me more, she would want some kind of visual confirmation, you would think. But anyway. Yeah, you would think. Um, so we go over to the Taylor's uh, haberdashery. Is that a place like this? Is that what a place like this would be called? Uh, no, uh, uh, haberdashery is for hats. Is it? I thought it's like um, like it? all all like men menswear and like I don't know. I feel I like mean, when you're standing on one of those little platforms and somebody's has like a uh, a measuring tape, you're in a haberdashery. A haberdashery is um, oh men's clothing and accessories. Okay. Okay, you're right. Actually, okay, I'm wrong. Yeah, well, I, was, I like I like when you get to stand on that little platform and they measure. Yeah. Um, what what what? What's like, oh, I'm all the way up here. What's, what's the hat salesman called? What word am I thinking of? I don't know. Anyway, hat star. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, fine. So it's a haberdashery. Yeah. So um, Frankie's taking some measurements. Uh, all is going well until it comes time for the inseam measurements. Um, at which point Chandler freezes up. Do you think it moved? I, I don't think it moved on its own volition. I think it it was moved. Momentum. Well, I mean, uh, that's what uh, Joey says explicitly, right? That Frankie moves it over to one side, then he moves it back <laughs> to the other side. That's part of his gig. Right. Um, that's how that's how you do pants. Uh, yes. Yes, um, yes, you do. In, yeah. in prison. Well, well, I have to say, like, I was looking forward to Ross's in prison line the entire episode, and it did not disappoint. It's just, yeah. it's fantastic. It's like, it's it just like it, this whole episode and I, you know, sort of you talked about this in the beginning of the episode, like this point of the show is peak friends. It, it's, it's funny. It's memorable. It's iconic. Like th- there's barely a storyline. Like jo- Chandler needs some pants hemmed and he takes it to Joey's uh, <laughs> like uh, uh, Taylor who molests him. It's like, that's barely even a story, but yet right. it's just like it's super like memorable. Yeah. Line that, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that's a great point. Yeah, that um, the the things in this episode are more memorable than they really have any business being, and yeah. that's I think yeah, to, as to what you're saying, like a credit to the writing in this episode. Um, really memorable lines and just like things that shouldn't stick. Like even just like the way Rachel says Julie as you keep saying yeah. it is is just like so iconic. Like that's like one of the things that I was immediately looking forward to this week is just hearing her scream that over and over. Yeah. Uh, um, so, um, so Phoebe, Phoebe comes out to tell them that like Monica is, uh, she's resting to recover from the haircut fiasco and Joey's like, oh, maybe I should go see her. And Phoebe's like, no, I think your perfect hair will make her upset. Ross, why don't you go in? <laughs> and, um, when, um, Joey find, uh, you know, asks Phoebe how she's doing and she says that she's okay. Um, sorry, she asks Rachel. She asks Rachel, um, and Joey like knows that she's lying because he insists that his superpower is being able to sense when women are depressed and vulnerable. 
uh, which causes her to open up. And like Joey kind of says, like what we were saying earlier, like just tell Russ how you feel. Like he's been in love with you for years. Like he knows he's like been dating Julie for two weeks. Like uh, nothing should have fundamentally changed, um, which is probably right in this instance. But I, I, I still maintain there are many instances where she just missed her chance uh, because people do just move on once they're happy with somebody else instead of like they because like you was you end up like just like associating in my opinion like this has happened to me and i think i know this has happened to other people that have been in similar situations you you end up as soon as you like you meet someone that you're happy like you associate everything about the old person with being sad and unhappy because you are sad and unhappy because like they weren't into you but and did you now, ever have someone you loved for literally a decade i think it's different no though. no okay no yeah, uh, but I had people extreme. that I was really into and that were just like, you know, giving me the run around and like and then there were points where they then expressed interest. But like I had moved on because like I because I like felt like yeah. I now have experienced what like being in an actual relationship is. And it's like it goes both ways and it's symbiotic. And like what we had was was not anything. It was just like, yeah, well, I know, mean, I made reference on this podcast last week or the week before how I had a similar situation and I ended up with the Julie. So, yeah. I understand. But but again, I just I don't think that either one of us had someone with the, the extreme uh, sort of length and passion or desire, whatever you want to call it, as, as the Ross Rachel situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I've not I've not experienced anything to that extent, um, but um, it's I, it's still I, I could still relate to the feeling. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So. We have. um Ross pretending that he he likes Monica's haircut, even though he's at the same time making fun of it. Um, Chandler's uh, piling on with jokes as well, and Phoebe's just like you guys are assholes. Like we're you know we're trying to make her feel better, not worse. You, you guys don't understand the exercise. Um, so Rachel, I think is you know she she's gonna go for her Ross moment, right? This on the balcony, right? Like we we did this like three times in season one, right? That yeah. Ross went out to the balcony to try to tell Rachel how he feels, and something you know he gets attacked by a cat once. Uh, I don't remember what happened the other times, so but I feel like this happened at least twice, if not three. Yeah, times. yeah. Um, although the real one was with the, the fake one, right? When they when they kiss on the balcony. <laughs> yeah. Um. So which, by the way, I was just watching The Crown, um, which I know that you uh, won't watch. And the crown did. Oh, this, I've tried to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, and then the crown did the same thing where, after um, after Diana dies in the car accident, she has like a a, a close emotional one on one. Spoiler alert. Yeah, she has like these close emotional one on one conversations with each of um Philip and Elizabeth, and then Dodie has one with his father Muhammad, and it's just like it's very convenient for these characters that they all get like the exact closure they want by having like this very close, uh, you know, emotional relationship with, with the real person right in the room with them. So, and I understand people often will talk to people once they're gone and you know feel that way, but on TV Sometimes. they're actually there. Yeah. Um. So. You know, Rachel starts explaining that, like, listen, I'm not back together with Paolo. Like, I know he's a creep. Um, if I could go back in time and like undo last night, I totally would. This is like, this is not what I, uh, this is not what I want to be. Um, and Ross is then like, okay, well, what was the second thing you wanted to talk about? And well, no, well, first Ross says to her, yeah, because you shouldn't be with Apollo. You should be with someone who loves you and cares you and knows right, how amazing right, right. you are and sexier, da, 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 just like me and Julie. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That, that, so, yeah. That's, what, that's what makes her realize, okay, this is not yeah. what I should be doing. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, but I will give her credit not trying to break up her friend's relationship. 
Um, yeah, but listen, I, I, I still, which she will later do when she flies to London. (laughs) Right. Um, although that I think was less intentional. Um, but listen, I think she could still could have been within her rights to just say, you know, listen, I, uh, if you're very happy with Julie, you should go for it. But I, you know, I want to fill you in on what, while you're gone. I mean, as a viewer of the show, I want that to happen because I'm rooting for Ross and Rachel, not, you know, Ross and Julie, but like, I don't think that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't complicate your friend. Yeah, um, and uh, the you know the main episode ends with uh, Ross leaving and Joey's on the phone and he's trying to explain to his father that uh, Frankie's been uh, sexually assaulting them all these years and that's that's not yeah. how you measure pants. Yeah, and that will lead me to to my best friend. Oh yeah, he's my he's my best friend. Which I wasn't really sure who my best friend was going to be in this episode, and I decided ultimately. That my best friend is going to be each of the tailors that I've had throughout my life at different points, <laughs> because all of them have hemmed my garments and never molested me. That's true. So that's uh, that's that's great. Uh, best or or you don't know that because you don't know what the correct way to measure pants is. I, I guess yes. I, I'm so undesirable that they said, "Hey, we're going to give him the, the the less good way where we don't fondle his genitals." No, but maybe they're doing something else too that you don't realize is sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fine. So yeah. fine. take away the best. We friend? did. We did skip the post credit scene, by the way, with the whole oh. Andy McDowell, oh, Andy McDowell thing. Um, oh yes, yes but, yes. but it was kind of like, yeah, I, I didn't really like it. It was like kind of like. And, well, uh, and here it's like, yeah, you're intentionally screwing over your friend. That's not nice. Well, no, she was screwing over Julie. Yeah, but but she yeah she's but she's. She wants know, Julie to end up with a bad haircut. I I understand, and I don't think so it's. So nice she's screwing over. Julie and Ross. Right. So Julie's not her friends. But if you're gonna do that, just tell Ross how you feel and let Ross dump Julie without also destroying her hair. <laughs> well, he's not gonna dump her because she has bad hair. Uh, that's why Rachel's doing it because she wants Julie to be less desirable. No, she's doing it just like for spite. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Whatever. I think um, the same thing. Yeah, I had a little trouble with a best friend here. There was, uh, and yeah. and not because it's a, it's not a good episode, just more yeah. just because it's kind of you know no one really stands out. Um, overall, though, I think I'm just going to give it to Ross. I feel like that's the safest pick. I mean, he he's the one that I think is really on top um, in this episode. Um, he's um, he's got two girls into him. Um, one of them seems to be really into him. Julie's, you know, really likes him. Um, Rachel really likes him, but she doesn't have access at the moment. Uh, but um, I'm going to give uh, I'm going to give Ross those best friend points today. Okay. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. And then who's your fucking asshole? Oh, obviously the sexually assaulting Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Frankie's uh, Frankie's no good. Yeah, and Andy McDowell. I never cared for her. Oh, uh, she's good in um in. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I know. I'm kidding. No, I actually do like oh, Andy McDowell. Yeah, she's she's a uh, um, pretty she's pretty uh she's a pretty positive uh. Yeah, she's also good in uh, Magic Mike. Yeah. Um. All right. Why it's dinner for six, five steaks, and an eggplant for BB. What about five steaks and an eggplant? How are we doing that today? Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to start out with the Ross and the Rachel of it all. I'm giving the eggplant to Rachel. Um kind of what I said earlier, it's I I think it's uh appropriate for her to get a, t- a dose of her own medicine this week. Um after all that she put Ross through in season 1 and we gave Ross many 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 eggplants for how he behaved when he was, you know, the one on the bottom of that relationship. So Rachel's definitely getting it this week. Um and I'm going to give three of those steaks to Ross. Um I think he just has, you know, a, a really on top of the world episode. Um, 
he's you know I, you know and it's like he's advocating for Rachel also even though they're not together anymore or and like even though like not not they're not together like they're, he's not like aspiring for them to be together anymore and he, yeah he's still, he's still like so a good, pro- a good friend and protective over her um which you know shows that his you know his feelings for her truly are genuine even if he's moved on romantically yeah um, ostensibly um so yeah i just think he has a really great all-around episode and then i would say the two funniest people in this episode were chandler and phoebe so they each get a stake for their lines uh phoebe for the haircuts um ross also has the in prison line so we uh we give him a stake for that and um you know clean box score for joey and monica not enough to go around this yeah, I think I'm uh, almost exactly the same as you. Um, Rachel, as we said, she has turned into Ross. And so a loser pining over the friend she can't have. She drags everyone down. She sleeps with the loser, Paolo. You can't get much more eggplanty than she is in this episode. So that one is very clear. And Ross has two women interested in him, so I'm giving him two stakes. Chandler, the jokes, the facial expressions, the haircut, peak Chandler in every single way. So I give him two stakes. Phoebe gave two good haircuts, but one bad haircut. <laughs> so that's a net of plus one. So I'll give her just one steak. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the end of my steaks. Yeah, Monica, I feel bad for the haircut, but not enough to give her a steak. And Joey, his storyline is basically that he finds out the tailor that has been molesting him and all the men in his family his whole life. <laughs> um, that's basically his story. So that is not, a story. I don't think you, I don't think you need to get steak for that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, your steak is the fact that you'll no longer be molested when you go to the tailor. Although. And I'm gonna cancel saying this, but a little bit's like if you didn't know it wasn't hurting you, I guess, kind of, right? Like, he, well, yeah, no issue with it apparently. Well, that's, that's kind of well, that's well, that's kind of what I was saying earlier. Where like I I once heard when I was younger that like when when somebody asks you have you ever been sexually assaulted, the only possible answers you could give are yes, and I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, is it time for the postman? <laughs> On that note. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is time for the postman. Postman! Postman! Come here! Tell the neighborhood! I guess there was some screw-up at the damn post office. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the U.S. post office? No, more like U.S. lost office. (laughs) What are they, Irish? (laughs) Maybe you should have given me some candy. You're a lousy Jew! Amir Bennarsh says he really loved this episode. It feels like the perfect premiere to bring the show to the next phase and a good sign for what we're getting this season. It's absolutely jam-packed with great lines and jokes from basically everyone, and there are three really solid, distinct storylines. I give it a 4.9. Wow. He says, very strange that they make a big deal about the Taylor's sexual assault, but kind of laugh off Paolo committing a second act of sexual assault against Phoebe. Yeah. Is Rachel taking him back here the worst thing any of the core six have done so far? Um, uh, it can't be. Yeah, well, Monica commits quasi-statutory I mean, rape. Yeah, but what Paolo did, well, except we said it doesn't really make sense. The, yeah, right. But, and what Paolo did wasn't really, I mean, was what, like what Rachel did wasn't really so bad. I mean, okay, she she slept with a guy who's a bad guy. Yeah. But that's really Apollo said. Right, yeah. Rachel for that. Yeah, and she was, you know, desperate. Yeah, she's just like, reaching you know, out to down, like, down, uh, down on her dumps. Yeah, yeah reaching out to uh, you know, a guy that she knows won't say no. Although, again, I don't think anyone would be saying no, no to, to Rachel in 1995. But I think her options would be uh, every heterosexual man and homosexual woman in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also wants to know why Monica is so desperate for Phoebe to cut her hair. They never really explain this. Yeah, yeah. It's it makes no sense. 
Um, Elizabeth Berry writes in and says, hey, I'm an Alex. This Rachel outfit at the airport is an iconic friend's look. Personally, I'm obsessed with the half skirt and would wear it today. Also, Monica's floral dress back at the apartment is often considered quintessential early seasons Monica. She gives it four. It's also early seasons Phoebe. uh, Excuse me, um, Elaine a little bit. Elaine likes the floral dresses. Yeah. Um, four, Four mood points on the dot. Best friend is Julie. She seems really nice. The asshole is Rachel. Everyone seems pretty good in this episode, and Rachel is just a little whiny. She gives one stick to Rachel for hanging up. No, you hang up butts are the worst. Two to Phoebe <laughs> for the haircuts. Two to Ross for getting a girlfriend. And the eggplant goes to Rachel. I've given so many eggplants to Ross for pining after Rachel, so I must give one to Rachel for pining after Ross. Yes. Kyle King says that this is an excellent follow-up to a great finale. I think this show might make it. How insane was it that Ross brought his girlfriend to one week of one week to meet his friend straight off a yeah, plane from China? Yeah, correct. And then follows it up to meet his baby, who he's probably seen only once himself. <laughs> yeah. Rachel was fantastic this episode, and she actually gets my line of the episode. Isn't that just kick you in the crotch, spit on your neck? Fantastic. <laughs> Is Calvin who's, who's always been using the line? Uh yeah, I believe so. I think yeah, he said he was the one who said right, it in so the that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, he said in the um pretty good friends WhatsApp yes. chat. Which everyone should join. Yeah, we've got uh, we have tens of people in there. Yeah, I would say n- not not if you're a sexual assaulter, uh, either Taylor or Apollo form. Yeah. Um, also, if you're a support the mass murder of Jews, then I'd appreciate yeah. you not joining. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically, most people are out. <laughs> right. um, okay, Jim Crumbly. Well, only most people on TikTok, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just people with social media. Yeah. Yeah, if you go off social media, most people in the world are actually nice people. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're, you're actually right. I agree yeah. with that. Some I assume are good people. Yeah. Um, okay, Jim Crumley, speaking of good people, says this episode was a bad start to the season. The Rachel oh. Bridge in the opening scene was excellent, but it was downhill from there. The haircut and Taylor Potts were lame. It was a haircut plot just there to cover the fact that there were months between shooting this episode and the season finale, but there was no tie break on the show? Yeah. Two and a half moves. Come with guy is Julie. She put up with a lot of nonsense for the rest of the crew. The fucking asshole is the tailor. The show loves its casual sexual assault. It was really tempting <laughs> yeah. to pick Hallow again. And, and, and again, it's not the show. It's just like society. Yeah. In, society for all of history until like 2006. Until, until like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, eggplant goes to Rachel. All time downer for the big R. Stakes two to Ross. Julie seems nice. One to Phoebe. She gave two good haircuts and one bad. Oh, he did exactly the same thing as you. Yeah. And one each for Joey and Chandler. Haircuts are more important than sexual assault. <laughs> okay. Zach Brooks says Chandler looks so different this episode. I guess it's good the writers wrote the haircut plot line, plot line but he looks pretty skinny. But oh, so is is he saying like bad? Like was the drugs causing the skinniness? I don't know if that's what he's suggesting. I thought it's oh, the oh yeah. I, yeah. Well, I I thought Maybe. the drugs because I thought he looked pretty good in this episode. Yeah, I thought the haircut looked sharp, and, and I just called him Peak Chandler. Now I feel bad. I don't yeah. want to be encouraging uh, drug abuse. I don't know. Well, he's dead, so. Um, Zach wants to know if we're canceling Joey's Taylor. Yeah, obviously. Um, stakes for Chandler for deciphering Joey's code. People have been canceled for much less. Yes, yeah. let's say that. Um, stake for Chandler for deciphering Joey's code. Stake for Ross's Dudley Moore 10 joke. I don't even know what that was. Stake for Julie for winning Ross's heart. Eggplant for Ross, Rachel. For Sorry. Egg, eggplant for racist Rachel the Orient and speaking loudly at Julie. Yeah. 
Pretty fun premiere. I'm pretty. I'm sure Ellen loved the four weddings and a funeral mention at the end of the credit scene. By the way, I got good news for you. Frankie yeah. is canceled. He died in 2016. Good. Yeah. And he's good. burning in hell. That's right. The actor, yeah. I hope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was best known for playing Julius in Planet of the Apes in 1968. Oh, that's funny because there's a Planet of the Apes reference here. In this episode? Yeah. Oh, then that, that's obviously intentional. I guess yeah. because they're saying because Andy McDowell is the person from Planet of the Apes as opposed to Andy McDowell being the person from. Yeah, I don't know who Andy McDowell is, but I assume they, they could have done other roles. But if they had a guest actor in this episode who's most famous for Planet of the Apes, I assume that's pretty intentional. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So speaking of Olin Allen, we go to Olin Allen who says first he's going to share some season one stats with us for himself. Oh, nice. Ross dominated the eggplants with 13. Also well ahead of everyone with six fucking assholes. Fucking's asshole. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, Monica way behind, but well clear of everyone else with five. Stakes, no surprise. Phoebe wins for me with 32, but Joey pushes strongly at 29. Chandler fell away last third of the season, only getting 21 after being neck and neck with Phoebe and Joey after 16 episodes. Average for season one of 3.2 move points. Oh, I don't think we said what our season one average is. That's, that's, I don't think we did. Yeah, let's see. Let me see if I could quickly do that. Because that's actually interesting to know, just to kind of give us just give ourselves like a framework for how we've been scoring things. I do this very quickly. Let's see. My average for season one was three point two. And I'm at three point three. You're at three point three. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're pretty aligned, and that's where we want to be. We, you know, ideally, right, you should be three, right? But like, yeah, we want to be a little bit higher. This is we like sure. the show. Well, I mean, uh, the, the middle should be two, two, two point five, right? Um, you can yeah, I guess. Except realistically, where yeah. like, how many episodes are getting under one, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, this is a, <laughs> many episodes of the show are point two. Like, why are we doing <laughs> a podcast about it? Yeah. <laughs> Worst episode of TV I've ever seen. <laughs> Hate it. All right. What are we doing next week? <laughs> Um, as for the new episode, Ross is like a new man, free from the shackles of pining for Rachel and being down about Carol. Julie is so sweet and he has such good energy and vibes. Um, yeah, I think that's right. I liked how they use Phoebe giving new haircuts as a reason to allow the different looks over a couple of hours when, would have, when it would have been several months in shooting schedule. Um, so that was your explanation. Um, and Owen agrees. For his stakes, he gives two to Ross, confident and self-assured, found a great gal in Julie and loved his handling of Paolo. Phoebe gets one for her great scissoring technique with the guys. Not so hot on Monica. Um, Chandler gets gets one for the good lines and the, and the Dudley Moore references. Rachel gets one because even though she's a bit whiny, she's dealing with a situation that makes her reactions understandable. And she's more likable when she's vicious. The eggplant goes to Monica. She should have waited until G.I. Jane before wanting the, the Me More hairstyle. And at least... <laughs> Communicate. I feel like somebody just recently got uh, punched in the face for making a G.I.J. reference. Yeah. Um, and at least communicate more clearly to Phoebe, who isn't the biggest film buff, who Demi Moore is. The fucking asshole is Andy McDowell. Just can't stand her in four weddings and a funeral despite her masculine hair. Oh, so it sounds like so is Zach being sarcastic or is he just wrong about all of it? I don't even know. I don't know. Let, them, yeah. let them sort it out. His best friend is my favorite Napoleon actor, Dudley Moore. Part of my favorite comedy team Great and adorable, cuddly Dudley. Do you wish they went for a couple of deeper cuts with the more hair jokes, especially saying that they could look beyond the fringe and how bedazzled they are with the hairstyle? He gives it three and a half moo points. All right. Well, that takes us to our moo points. 
of... It's all a moo point. Huh. A moo point? Yeah. It's moo. And I will say that, um, much like Amir and many of our non-gym listeners, I think it's a great episode. The continuation from the end of season one is great. The Taylor thing is iconic. Um, the the haircut, Monica's haircut, kind of a mess story. And, you know, the stories as a whole, other than the Ross and Rachel, Julie aren't really driving it. It's just, it's the funny lines. It's it's the vibes. Everything's good. So I will give it moo, which is 4.3 moves for me. 4.3. All right. I'm uh, I'm right there with you. I think this is a really good season premiere. I love the way that it just continues straight. Because uh, that's like that's like really all you ever want a season premiere to do, right? Like, like when it ends on a cliffhanger, it's like the whole summer. You're just like, you want to see like the next second. Um, so just like going straight into it. I love when shows do that rather than like, you know, a lot of shows, they'll yeah, like break like, and like, then like and then like they'll kind of fill it in. It's like you just want to know, like you want to just continue where we left off. And I love that they do that. Uh, this is a really fun episode. Um, I'm going to go just a notch below you. I say it's a 4.2 moo episode. All right. But between my 4.3, your 4.2 and the listeners, this is going to be a pretty high ranking episode. I would yeah. Guess. So actually, this is um, as on the same page as we've ever all been. The audience score is 3.82. Um, third overall episode for the audience. You gave it a 4.3, which is your number five ranked episode overall. I gave it a 4.2, which is my number five ranked episode overall. The overall grade comes out to a 4.11, which makes it the, what do you think? I will say the third highest episode. The number five episode overall. Oh. Oh, so, okay. all right. I said we're all on the same page. Yeah. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. All right. Well, next week, we will have the one with the breast milk, which I must confess, from the title alone, I have no idea what that is. Really? Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised you, you said that with great shock. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I remember pretty clearly what uh, what this refers to. I, I, I mean, I, 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 they're trying to nurse Ben, I assume, but I don't remember anything about it. So, uh, right. Alex we'll in the dark. Okay. Everyone but else be- knows. Before we go, though, so I would like you to one more time remind us in the episode titled "The One with Ross's New Girlfriend." What was the name of Ross's new girlfriend? Joey. <laughs> Get a life.